It's the Fabulous D Show, Season 7. I am the artist D, and tonight we get to talk with the first fabulous person of the season, author of My Husband Looks Better in Lingerie Than I Do, Damn It. Bobby Thompson is on the line. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dee. I really appreciate that you are the first person to interview me. That means so much to me. Thank you very much. I am extremely excited that I, I got the first interview. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. How are you today? Well, I am sitting comfortably in a rocking chair with my operated knee up on a cushion and think I'm going to be doing just fine. (laughs) Good. Yes, you just had, was it knee surgery? Yes, knee replacement. And that went, I heard, very well. Amazingly well. I am very thrilled at how well everything has gone. You're recovering at light speed. Yes. Must be Thank that goodness. the positive attitude and all the things we're about I, to talk to talk about. <laughs> I think positive attitude really makes a difference for anyone. Absolutely. Now I've come to know you as your screen name, which is Alana's spouse, as you are the spouse of Alana Nicole Scholler, author of Hung in the Middle, a story of, of gender discovery, and one of our most popular guests from season six, I should say. But I now know you by your actual name, Bobby Thompson, author of My Husband Looks Better in Lingerie Than I Do. Damn it. You like long titles like I do. And it's a companion book to Alana's about your journey of life and into the world of transgender. And the first question that comes to mind when I was thinking about questions was that screen name, because I always knew you as, as literally Alana's spouse, not Bobby. What made you pick and go by the screen name and you've come to known by as Alana's spouse instead of just Bobby? Okay, Alana's book had just been released and you hear everything about social media and promotion and all of that kind of stuff. So I thought in order to help support Alana, I need to start a Facebook page to where I can talk about being the spouse of a transgender person. So Alana's spouse, I originally had it Alana's spouse Bobby. Well, because Alana was the first name, everybody thought I was Alana. (laughs) And so then I changed it to Bobby, Alana's spouse. People still get confused as to who is who. So on our profile picture, which is a picture of both me and Alana, I actually typed in our names under our picture so people can tell which is which. Now we finally know who's who. Yes. Very good. Now, when I read the beginning of your life story, I could totally relate to the person that you were because you were what we see in a lot of small towns with normal lifestyles, normal living. You went to church. You were very straight and narrow as far as it sounded. And I grew up around people with that same community, same mindset. Could you tell us a little bit about who you were before we talk about who you've become? Okay. Um, I'm a Kentucky girl, (laughs) barely been out of the state except to go on vacation occasionally. Um, I was raised in the Baptist church, so I can remember when I was five years old and the preacher talking about how Jesus wanted to come and live in your heart and how excited I was about that. So I was baptized at five years old, and um, so I learned... um, you got to be a good girl or you're going to go to hell. And right. there's so many things that uh, 
to make you be a bad girl, but you have to really walk a straight and narrow to be a good girl. So um, I was on this straight and narrow path, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, um, let's see, I I just didn't know a whole lot. You you only learn from your own experiences, and I hadn't had a whole lot of experiences, and whatever happened to me is the way that I thought things were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Right down to give you one example of that was um, I knew uh, a girl who spelled her name Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y. Right. So that's the way Kathy was spelled. Right. And then later, sometime down the road, I saw Kathy spelled K-A-T-H-Y. Right. And my initial thought was, oh, my goodness, some child's mother didn't know how to spell her name right because it wasn't the way I thought it was supposed to be. I think that's possibly the best description of, of that ever. <laughs> that totally, totally fits that mindset of, of what people really do think when, when they're in that straight and narrow. Uh, were you in the same small town your entire life? Did you start out where you are now? Well, um, no, I lived in Bergen, which is even smaller, oh, and a couple Lord. counties away. And yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that's pretty small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, when I was in the eighth grade, when I came from Bergen to Versailles, and um, <clears throat> I was okay being in the middle school because there were only twenty-five students in my classroom when I came to school here in Versailles. But then when I started high school the next year, there were 300 freshmen in the high school class alone. There mm. weren't 300 students in Bergen School. <laughs> wow. I was scared to death. <laughs> wow. Goodness. And, and you got married pretty young. Yes, I did. I started dating as a sophomore and uh, dated the same person. And then the week before my senior year started, he and I got married. And uh, when you're in high school, you're a brand-new student in the school, and you date the same person and then wind up marrying them the whole time you're in that school. You don't meet a whole lot of the other people in school either. So my life has been extremely isolated. Exactly. I didn't realize it, but it was... (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, back then you just thought it was it was what it was. Kathy was spelled Kathy, and life right. was life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that is amazing to know, knowing you now compared to then. So, what started to? I mean, you've had a, a long life of change overall. I mean, not just that's why this is more more than just a story about you know the transgender community and and coming into that community and learning about that type of person and, and falling in love with Alana, who is transgender. But you've had this, this long road uh, between spirituality and, and all sorts of things. So what started the change? What went from, you know, learning you could spell a name with a K instead of a C, uh, thinking outside the box, where did that start to go and, and come of, of, uh, into re- reality, basically? Well, um <laughs> Long story. <laughs> That's really a hard, yeah, a hard question to answer too, because it does involve so much. Uh, other than read um, the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, read the book. It's, it's, exactly. You know, right there. Yeah, but, I mean, um, it's, it's funny how these things happen. It just kind of happens. I mean, you you just 
stumbled out of that into one thing after another. But what, what was like the major, one major thing? I guess it would, might have been religion first. Did you kind of start to think people had more ideas out there and that they might not all be bad? Okay. Um, when I was still married to my first husband, we changed from going to a Baptist church to going to a Pentecostal church. Mm. And that kind of introduced me to um, spirit and um, that there is more than, than just what we think. And then from there, we've gone, I've gotten introduced to other religions, and um, I've come to believe that there's a difference between spirituality and religion, mm-hmm. and there is no religion that I totally agree with, while at the same time, there is no religion I totally disagree with either. But coming into this, um, on the spiritual side of it, this belief that we are spiritual beings having a physical uh, experience here on this earth. And then once you realize that that is true of every person out here, then what it did for me was when I look at anyone else's experience and I don't see them as being bad, or I don't see them as being good, I see them as having experience, then seeing the experience that they're going through just becomes phenomenal. Everybody's experience is awesome, no matter what the experience is. It really is. And I guess really one of the main changing mind changers of your life has been meeting Alan. And we should say, you, know, you did a great job of telling the story from Alan to Alana. And some people might be bothered by, you know, first referring to him as Alana and, and he, but that is honest reality. That's how you became to know Alan and, and currently right. Alana. And well, that started to change things in your life, opening up to major different ideas. Well, uh, my first husband and I had been married for 22 years before we got a divorce. And um, my memory from back then is of Alan. Alan is who was in and out of my life and a part of my life. So when I say Alan, I'm talking about at the time that that was all I knew. Alana did not exist for me. Well, even as a kid, Alan lived across the street from me. And um, my mom and um, Lois Scholler... Um, who is now Alana's mom, I go back and forth, and I say that in my book, I go back and forth with names and pronouns and everything all the time because they refer to who I'm talking about. Right. But anyway, my mom and the, um, my sister and all the Scholar family were friends, so we, we grew up together. Well, then when I get a divorce, I answered the phone about a month after my first husband left the house, and it's Alan. And he says, Mom just told me that your mom told her that you're getting a divorce. And I said, yes, I am. And he said, well, I'm both happy and sad. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, first of all, I'm confused how you can be both. And second of all, why do you care anyway? I mean, we know one another, but we've never been that close, you know. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing that he said was, 
now I can tell you how I felt about you all these years. I like for us <laughs> to get together. Well, Miss, I've just been married for 22 years, and an affair was something that right. for one of the, if you don't have the experience, you don't know about it. Right. You know, and exactly. it's just something that was one of those bad things that they talked to you right. about in church, so. And he was married married at the time, so it would have been, yes. you know, getting together would have been uh, yes. very so bad. So the comment pissed me off. Really? So um, I said, well, Mr. Married Man, I'll tell you what, when your wife says you can come mm, me, then you can come mm, me. <laughs> and his reply was, he's right here, do you want to speak to her? And I'm like, hell no, I'm on my way to your house. And I figured I was going to go over there and get him in trouble. Well... Long story short, I had said, when your wife says you can, and I felt like I had to live up to my word. I learned a lot going to his house that day, and all of that you can read in the book because it's way too much to talk about. Indeed. Well, we had a relationship that lasted for three years, and then we got away from each other. And then I went through a lot of experience okay. with Little Redneck and a lot of more of the spiritual stuff. Right. And then I saw Alana for the first time in 2006. And I'm like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I really enjoyed. Well, first of all, I really enjoyed hearing you tell that story because that is exactly how I pictured you telling it. When I'm reading the book, I could totally hear you. <laughs> saying exactly that. Well, when your wife says so, I, yeah. that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just inspirational throughout because you are the perfect example of, of what we talk about a lot on the Fabulous D Show is, is a person who was raised one way thinking, you know, if, if you step outside of this line, you're going to hell. And you've come so far and you prove that one can come out of that box and see that, that life is just this amazing experience and that you can accept things that you never thought you'd accept before because you never thought you'd be with not only a transgender person but a woman, basically. is, is your, Correct. You, you kind of, in, in normal person speak, you switched sides. One of the things that I say my book is about is about transition mm-hmm. but not a normal physical transition right. that lots of trans persons have to endure but a transition in perspective right. and that per- transition didn't come overnight you know if someone going through transition physical transition doesn't accomplish it oh I think I'm going to go to transition but right. now I'm done you have a process you have to go through mm-hmm. and I had to learn things and one of those first biggies for me was um, when Alana, I saw Alana after we'd been living together for a little bit. Of course, I thought I was living with Alan at that time, but I saw Alana and it aggravated me and I'm like, I'm not going to be putting up with this weird crap. You know, you're you're moving, you know, and all this stuff. Well, she held her arms out and said, Honey, these are the same arms that have always held you. These are the same lips that have always kissed you. I've got the same level of education I've ever had, and I can still change the tires on your car. And that, for me, was the beginning of understanding this is not split personalities. This is not two separate things. This is one spirit, one 
energy that is the same energy that I have known all of these years. And that was the beginning of me being able to understand that my thinking was wrong and thinking that it was two separate personalities or two different things. But it is. It's just the one thing. That's why I love the word transition. Because, you know, sex change, change. I think change scares people. Uh, mm-hmm. Because change is sudden, change is complete, and sometimes, you know, it, it's totally different. It's like split personalities, but transitioning because we we really all are transitioning as people, as humans. We're born one thing, and we transition from year to year into who we are, and it never stops transitioning, changing slowly. Mm-hmm. But with mm-hmm. with when they use that word change, it's like oh, it's going to be a different person. It, it was Alan, now it's Alana. I have to fall in love with a totally different person, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. And an, another, uh, of course, just because my understanding started there that it was the same, that doesn't mean that I knew exactly what it, that saying was. I didn't know what transition meant. Right. You know what. Um, I still saw uh, a male in a dress whenever I would see Alana because I didn't know any better mm-hmm. yet. So it took me some time to actually learn that. Uh, and one of the, the first triggers on me learning that was watching um, a movie called Beautiful Daughters. Mm-hmm. And Valerie Spencer, who is a trans woman of color, did her little head nod, finger pointing thing and said, honey, I'm here to tell you that some women are just born with a penis. Well, that triggered me too. I didn't know that that was a possibility. So that made me understand that Alana is a woman born with a penis. That was my first understanding that, oh, you know, I'm married to a woman. Alana is a woman. You know, and that, and it continues from there. And then, of course, my only experience with transgender was that Alana wanted to go through the complete transition to present herself and have the world see her as the woman that she was born. <laughs> so I thought that's what transgender meant. Right. Well, then along comes SCC. I learned all. <laughs> yeah, Southern Comfort Conference, I think, ch- changed your life even more. Oh, yes. And, and that's something that I have I've always wanted to do, but I have yet to have the pleasure of, of attending. But you had quite the eye-opening, brain-bending experiences there with people. Correct. And, and, it, and it taught you that it's not just one thing, and that that's what we're always always trying to say, is it's not just one definition there's so many different transgender types and and different ideas and and feelings and it doesn't have to be all the same thing and you had a very Mm -hmm. unique um, presentation at scc southern comfort as you were the the wife of of a transgender individual and you are you know a genetic woman as they say and here, most people at SCC are transgender people who go there to get away from their wives because their wives don't understand them. Mm-hmm. And you got to really see that side of things, of, of how unfortunate and sad it kind of mm-hmm. is. You ran into those people. Could you tell us a little bit about 
how you felt when you when you realized that? Well, one of the experiences that really brought that home for me is during the week that we were there, I made all sorts of wonderful new friends, and these people were absolutely fantastic. I wanted to stay with them forever, stay connected to them forever, be my friend, just like I would in any other situation where I'd made new friends. Well, then comes Sunday morning, it's time to leave the hotel, and I'm sitting down in the lobby waiting on a line for something, which I do quite often. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm sitting there, and these men were walking by me with their little carts that you put all your luggage in and everything. And every now and then, I I would think almost a hint of recognition, seeing someone but not really knowing for sure. And then it dawned on me, oh, my goodness, these are the friends that you've made all week. And... You can't even say hello to them, you know, and and they won't say hello back to you because they have to keep their their privacy, right. you know. Their and and I thought that was one of the saddest moments that I could have experienced is knowing all these beautiful people, and then they just kind of disappear. Yeah. Yeah. That is, and and you had some really deep conversations with certain people who, who are stuck in that. Even in transgender, they're stuck in a box. They think that they have to go one way or the other. Mm. Uh, and, and that kind of brought up uh, one of my favorite conversations in there is, is the woman you did have a conversation with who, you know, she said, well, she had to make a decision because you can't live life as both. Society won't accept you. And from my point of view, you know, society doesn't accept us anyway. Um, no matter what you do. <laughs> so unless you completely go that way and live in stealth, which I guess some people can do, but it's such a, uh, I don't know, it's like someone stepping on my head if I was to do that um, personally. Mm-hmm. So I, I know how that feels, but it's it's such, such a shame that people feel they've got to be one way or the other. I know, and society doesn't always accept faucet to 300-pound white women either. And which is how I lived a, a lot of my life, and therefore I was with that Kentucky girl too. You know, barefoot right. and pregnant is what <laughs> people think about Kentucky girls. So people treated me as if I couldn't have any intelligence because mm. of, this is what I was. But that beautiful lady, young, beautiful young lady, came down and was looking for a seat, and so I offered her a seat at my table, and um, I asked her, "How are you?" And people just like to open up to me. I reckon that's when she says something to the effect of, I'm I'm having to make a difficult decision. And I'm like, why do you feel like you have to choose one over the other? And that's where she was talking about how, well, you can't live in a society as both, can you? And I thought, how, how, I wish there was some way that I could show this young person, and I think part of it is, when you're young, you think things have to be a particular mm-hmm. way more so than once you get over 50 like I am and learn that a lot of that stuff you believed when you were young is just not right. But I couldn't, and I, there was no way that I would have tried to show her because right. that's her journey. You know, right. she has to it out. Yeah, there's really <laughs> no making someone understand that right out of the gate because we've all right and that's how we all grew up anyway um same with me is is that's we're taught you've got to make a decision if, if you 
are lucky enough even to learn what transgender is and that there is that that exists, you're still brought to believe, at least when I was growing up and, and I did know about it, you got to grow up and make a decision. Man or woman, pick your side. And what a freeing, amazing uh, weight that's lifted off when you realize that you don't have to choose. And then some people, when they realize that, they say, oh, well, I, I don't really want to choose. I never wanted to choose. I just thought I had to. Well, there was another experience there at SCC that kind of blew me away being, uh, was my understanding that transgender meant seeking to change from one gender to the other. Right. And um, I, I like to make people comfortable when they're around me. And there was this other trans woman from Kentucky that just kind of liked to hang around Alana because they had so much in common, both from Kentucky. Right. Well, Alana had gone to the restroom or something, so I'm sitting there with this girl, and I think, okay, how am I, I going to start a conversation? So I asked this question that I'd heard practically every conversation I'd overheard, so do you get to present and film full-time? So I thought, that's got to be a safe question. Everybody's <laughs> asking one another, right. you know. So I say the question, do you get to present and film full-time? And the immediate response was, hell no, and I wouldn't want to. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, now where do I go? You know, that's not what I expected. And I thought the transition meant you wanted to, and you know, all of this. And I'm like, wait a minute, you've got to explain. And uh, she said, well, honey, I enjoy being, I don't know, Ed or Marty or whatever name right. she said, as much as I enjoy being feminine. Right. And said, here, this is my driver's license. And I related to the person on the driver's license as much or more as the person sitting in front of me because it was a biker dude with tattoos. <laughs> and that's my thing. Right. <laughs> but that just, like I say, what you learn, the yeah, things absolutely. you just have no idea. Yeah, there are so many great stories in the book, and so I, I highly recommend both your book and Alanis, Hung in the Middle, as you know, whether you are transgender or are not, or you know people who are, it really you can swap out the word transgender and, and a lot of the uh, subject matter with whatever you're feeling uncomfortable with. If if you have something in your life that you're at odds with that seems to be okay, but yet you feel like it's not okay, it really helps to understand these things. And you both, Alana and yourself, have an immense amount of wisdom. Alana comes off with these amazing little little tidbits of fortune cookie type stuff, you know, like like the whole, uh, you know, she's the same person, same arms can change mm -hmm. royal. And mm -hmm. uh, something I, I did notice just starting out reading your book, because I did not know that you were an overweight person for a lot of your life. And Alana in her book never really mentioned it to my recollection. And I just never painted you as that, as, you know, my character of you from that book did not fit that when I started reading your book. Mm -hmm. And I think that says a lot about Alana, that she didn't really see that either. You know, she loved you as a person. She loved you for who you were, not That's how you looked. one of the things that absolutely amazes me, because personally, even about myself, I couldn't understand how anyone could love me because I thought I was grotesque. Right. How could someone else? And that, that played a lot in my first marriage, too, mm -hmm. I'm sure. 
and the, the it coming to an end. That's why but, I, I touched on that <laughs> because I myself comes from that, as everyone knows. And, you know, I've been battling and obsessed with weight for a very long time. And it still bugs me because that's how I grew up. And to think that someone can see through that, that's very hopeful. And, and I hope more people pick up on that as, you know, she didn't even really want to mention it or have to mention it. It was not a subject of conversation because that had really nothing to do with the story. And that was really mm -hmm. refreshing to me, someone who is... Uh, been bothered by that same stigma and, and feeling just the same as you did. Yeah, it means absolutely nothing to Alana. And uh, <clears throat> my sister read uh, my book, and she said, um, <clears throat> was talking about how um, Alana feels about me and has known me even before I lost the 100 pounds, and that the weight didn't mean anything because it was my energy and my spirit mm -hmm. that Alana had apparently always loved. <laughs> and she says, I kind of get it because at first my sister was like, oh, my God, you know, what's going on here? I don't understand. Right. This is not right, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And um, she says, I kind of get it how you two see each other now, and it has nothing to do with what the rest of the world sees, you know, right. with, with when they look at the two of you. It, and she tells people all the time, she says, or she tells us that she tells them all the time, uh, I have no idea, I don't understand it, but I know they're both good, happiest people on earth, and that's all <laughs> I love it. Um, love it. And speaking of family, Clearly, it was quite the learning experience for both of your families, Alana's and yourself. How did it, I mean, they, they came to terms with it, they accepted, and maybe even like your sister, you know, they, she doesn't understand it, but you're, you're happy. That's all people really care about in the end. How did they feel about your book when they, have they all read your, your entire family? I know you have a big family. Um, I'm I don't think everybody in my family has read my book. Um, I don't think my children would want to, and yeah. that's kind of okay with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some of the stuff is in the book. I know that's what that's why I ask because there are some some very uh, interesting topics. Yes, yes. So it's okay. They don't need to right. know, even though they're kind of semi-aware. They don't need to read the words. Right. You know what I mean. Well, I know most but, of my uh, family do not read, you know, me or anything I do. And, and that at first it's kind of strange that they don't. But then at the end of the day, I feel the same way. I'm happy they do. I'm fine with that. My, the one thing that my sister did ask me, though, and she is very supportive of Alana and mm. has been to book signings. And yeah. um, everybody is very supportive of Alana. And everybody Good. is very supportive of our relationship because they know we're happy, you know. But uh, one thing said was, I only have one question. Who's George? And I said, none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, you have to read the book to know what right. that's all about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just point to the beginning and say, no, some of the names have been changed yes. to protect the guilty <laughs> and the innocent. <laughs> yes, uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> and, and you have become a very positive person and, and that you talk about throughout the book and I think that's a, a great learning tool to overcome some negativity. Any words on that for our listeners as far as how you 
do stick so firmly to the positive and overcome the negative in so many situations? Well, I think one of the big, one of the things, one of my experiences that had the greatest impact is also in the book. Mm -hmm. And it was when we did that exercise where the um, facilitator stopped right in front of me and the exercise was to let it go and you, you're carrying this burden, and, and you can, I could just feel this heavy burden. You know, this, you've got over your shoulder this big, heavy burden of every experience you've ever had in your life. And, you know, what's in there? You know, you, you're the only one that's packed it. You're the only one that knows what's in, you, in this heavy, heavy burden that you carry. Well, I had, first of all, being born an illegitimate child, that'll start you out heavy. You know, and then I did go through some um, child abuse sexually when I was very young. That's more heavy. Um, I went through a failed marriage. That's heavy. I went through being 100 pounds overweight. I went through my second spouse committing suicide, and, and I mm. just had all this crap. Yeah. You know, and I was I was burdened really. You know, and. Um, she stops right in front of me, and she says, show me what's in your bag. Well, of course, this is an exercise you're going through, and these are all the things that are in your head, but there's nothing physically there. So I, I held my hand out to her, and she said, there's nothing there. I don't see anything. So I, you know, did the exercise. Like, I reached around to pull more crap out of my bag and hand it to her, and she smacked my hand <laughs> and screamed in my face, I don't see anything. What's holding you back? And it pissed me off, and I screamed, uh, there's nothing there, you know. Mm -hmm. And she didn't see it because right. I couldn't present it. And right. then she very calmly said, exactly, mm -hmm. there's nothing there to hold you back. Your past is your past. It's over. It's gone. It's not there. And that was my um, lighten up moment, yep. I guess, you know, in... It's there's just nothing there to worry about. Don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> yep. When I read that, that was that was definitely a big one, and the, just let it be. That there's nothing there, especially nothing there that mm -hmm. is what I've been saying, and a lot of people are saying, you know, and, and people chalk it up to, oh, well, you, you know, you don't just you don't understand. It's it's all in my past. It's bothering me. It's haunting me, and so I, I've been dwelling on that a lot this year, especially, is that it's all, it's behind us, it's behind me, and we need to just deal, you know, think about it, think on it, and, and set it aside, because that's, that's where it should be. It should not be disturbing you for the rest of your life, because it really does, mm -hmm. you know, ruin us all. I really do like the idea of the living in the moment. I mean... The, when we started this conversation, that's now called history exactly. because that moment's over. And when we end this conversation, that's the future because it hasn't gotten here yet. Yeah. So the only moment that we can actually live in is right now. And whatever it is that you want to put your energy into and your thoughts on, you can only do it right now. And right now, you have the opportunity to put that wherever you want to. For example... I fall into the dark side every now and then, mm -hmm. and, and mine is usually when it comes to finances. There has right. never been a time that I've never met a bill, but when I look at my checkbook, sometimes I think, oh, my God, how am I going to? Right. And when I start that going into the dark side and worry part, then I think, 
you big dummy? <laughs> Why are you even putting focus and energy on that? Change your thinking. And I, I know that I can immediately think of my grandchildren and my spirit lightens. And I can't be thinking about the bills if I'm thinking about the grandchildren and right. beautiful smiles on their faces and the way they mm-hmm. say me, me and the way they <laughs> hug you and, you know, and it, and it, and the bills get paid. Yeah. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, these things are the con- so controversial that, and these these are basically the main two subjects. Is you know, just get over it, and people are people. Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't think people want to hear that because they're so, especially someone who's so far down the road of thinking they have to change or have to pick a side, or or have to dwell on the past. I mean, so many people, our society tells them you know your childhood problems are things you've got to think about and work through and go to therapy for and and just go through this long treacherous road when really you could just let it go you could just get over it and 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 there's so much baggage and and you prove that you know those are a lot of dark places you just mentioned and Mm -hmm. you got through it by just getting and maybe the way you do get over it maybe you do go talk to a therapist. I love talking to a therapist. I'm telling you, you can get rid of a lot of stuff. Right. But at this moment, I'm not sitting in front of a therapist, so this is not the moment for me to be worrying about that right. stuff that I need to help get rid of. So it's it's okay to know that you've got stuff that you've got to work through, and it's okay to work through those things when it's the appropriate time to work through those things. It's just don't let them burden you down constantly to where you can't enjoy this minute of your life, you know? Do you find a lot of um, misunderstanding or, or some pushback from the transgender community when you are this open and, and you know, because I learned myself that saying just be who you want to be, it gets a lot of negativity, actually, as far as, well, no, that's not easy or that's not how we do it or that's not the right terms to use i mean i think we've both had a conversation about labels and (laughs) and gender queer and transgender and there's so many things out there that i think you've experienced some interesting experiences that that are kind of shocking because you think you're being open and accepting and loving and you use a term and then suddenly somebody slaps your hand (laughs) yeah they do uh, one of those terms was uh, Gigi. I, I learned that term at SCC. Right. I didn't know I was a Gigi. Nobody right. had ever told me before I was a Gigi, yes. which is, is genetic, genetic girl. Genetic girl, right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I could understand that term. Right. And I used that term somewhere, and somebody says, well, you're using an outdated, <laughs> you know, we haven't used that for 20 years, the proper term is cis. So I looked up cis. And I could not tell you the definition of cis <laughs> because it's this drawn-out stuff that my head just spins on. Right. I can only hold so much in this brain. <laughs> but I can understand Gigi. Right. So I, I try to use cis whenever I'm um, typing a Facebook mm-hmm. post or something because I know the general public's going to see this, and cis is the, the, supposed to be the right word to right. use. So I, I try to do what's right, but I understand Gigi. Well, right. if I'm talking to someone that doesn't know anything about the transgender community to begin with, mm-hmm. most likely I will use the term Gigi 
because it gives me understanding and it gives the person that I'm talking to understanding and then I might carry it forward to say the term GG has been replaced with the word cis. Now go Google that and figure out yourself what that means. I can't explain it. Yeah. You know. And I'm I'm so far removed that you know when I was talking to you originally, I think that came up and and it surprised me just as much as it surprised you that it was an outdated term. I had no idea. I thought we were still using genetic girls and and genetic this, genetic that. Um, I had only recently started hearing about cis, and it was when I started to come in to the gender queer definition, starting to accept that and understand that. But I had no idea, but and I, I understand that. Now, more labels have have come out, and as everyone knows, anyone who's been paying attention to me, I've just been exhausted lately f- finding that there's all these new labels to replace the old labels, when all the while we're talking about being not labeled. It drives me right. crazy. Right, that's something that I think, is, and everybody has to, I think, express how they feel and how they identify themselves. And I can understand, you know, a hundred different people in the room, they're going to have a hundred different terms for what their identity is, and and that's okay. Um, But don't expect me to be able to understand immediately the term that you're using until you've been able to talk to me about it. (laughs) And what does that mean and and that kind of stuff. And and just because that means that to you doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to mean that to me. And um, the Facebook thing where they came out with, I think it was 50-something different <laughs> exactly. identities or whatever. Yes. And to me, every one of those can mean the same thing, yeah. being a non-trans person and not having the experience of and knowing, but yet at the same time, I am intelligent enough to know that every one of those can also mean something different, right. even if the difference is slight. That slight can be really important to some people. Right. Which I think mm-hmm. is why my, my brain explodes when I get into that, because I, all I see is a bunch of people now learning that they could be 50 different labels and saying, well, wait, I, I want a different label. When in, in the end of things, for me, it's like, well, why bother? Why have any label? You're just a person. You're just a human. Right. And of course, that's where I was when reading this book. It just, it was a hallelujah moment. I'm thinking, thank, thank whatever's out there. Thank the universe and whatever you believe in, because someone finally understands that people are just people. And exactly. they've, they've that's- written it down. That's the one label I can agree with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and I think it's more of, of a personal thing as far as, you know, what are you? I'm a human. Okay, now if we're mm-hmm. friends, let's sit down and talk about the rest of me. Or, right. you know, if I want to write a book about it, I'll tell you all about how I feel and what I think I am. But mm-hmm. as far as, you know, on the street, in the media, it, it's kind of like... We're we're going labelless with more labels. It, it's just mm-hmm. astounding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I kind of got my hands slapped about is um, saying my husband right. looks better. Yes, in the the title yeah. of your book will will shoot up some flares with some people. Yeah, um, I did. If anybody wants to know the explanation as to why I did that. <laughs> On my website, uh, myhusbandlooksbetter.com, 
I have a blog, and there is a blog called the Rose Judge Book Bites Cover. And that <laughs> explains that I had to start somewhere, and where I started was seeing and only knowing this male presentation because that was all that was ever presented to me. And in this non-trans world that um, we live in here in Versailles, my neighbors see the person I'm married to as my husband, you know, because they're learning that Awana is a female, you know, and and the neighbors, you know, just, it's amazing, you know, they'll come out and talk to us and stuff like that and have changed their uh, wording and now say Awana instead of the person that initially moved into the house with me. Right, right exactly. <laughs> yes, and, yeah. and I'm sure that there are, are so many of those type of questions out there. And, and as you go along into your, your, your life of promoting this book, you'll find some, some very, uh, what, what I would consider simple questions. And, and I, I guess I don't ask the simple questions because, you know, we're beyond that. We're beyond the labels. We're already on the same level. So it doesn't even dawn on me. I don't even look at that and think, oh, my God, I've got to ask her why. Why would she uh, title it, my husband looks better? You know, it's not her husband. How, how could she? Uh, but I don't even think that way. So none of these simple questions come to mind. So I'm sure you'll have some interesting experiences down the road. This will mm-hmm. probably be your best interview ever. I'm just saying. I think so too. <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, if, um, I know there are people out there that would like to read the book. Yes. But um, of course, you can get it anywhere off the website, Amazon, all it, sorts it of places. Everywhere. But yes. a good idea might be go to your local library and ask yes. them if it's available there. And if it's not, ask them to supply it. Absolutely. Then your whole community can read the book. Exactly. I think that's a really good idea. And it'll get, it solves two problems. It'll get that book in their hands, but it'll also get the book in everybody else's hands, too, mm-hmm. in some of right. these small communities. You should post, uh, I know you did on Facebook, I think, but you should put it on your website if you haven't already, the ISBN, so people can know exactly what they're asking for. Yeah, I do need to do that. Thanks. That's a good You're welcome. And I don't know how much time we have left or anything, but this is something I have got to bring up. We've got about 10 minutes, so yes, bring it up. Miss Alana Scholler was yes. listed on the oh. 2014 Trans 100 list this year. I am yes. so very proud of her. Tell us what the and Trans 100 is. Okay, the Trans 100, this is the second annual Trans 100 event, and it um, identifies and recognizes trans persons who are doing absolutely fantastic works and um mm. I don't know what else you could call right. it, but just these wonderful, wonderful people Some fabulous who are stuff. impacting the transgender community in a positive manner. Wow, and she was chosen for 2014. Yes, yes, and, and just to send, uh, the information is supposed to be at the, I think the website is just trans100.com, and if you go there right now, there's a sign that's saying this would be up. Uh, the target date is tomorrow, okay. and there will be a, um, uh, what do you call that, where you can download 
stuff, and you can download the book that's got okay. everybody's name, everybody's okay. bio, everybody's contact information, awesome. and learn about these phenomenal transgender person. And um, there were many more transgender people that were nominated for their fabulous works and everything, right. but you you have to have a cutoff somewhere. Sure. And I don't know how they came up with Trans 100, but 100 is how many people make the list. And I'm just thrilled that Alana was included. That is absolutely <laughs> very cool. I'm so proud to know you both. And Alana's definitely, both of you are, are changing people's minds. I, I think Alana has, has opened up a lot of transgender folks' ideas, minds, thoughts of, of these things. And, and you on the GG side, oh no, or the mm-hmm. cis side, has uh, you know really helped genetic wives, hopefully, or will help. I, I hope it really opens up some ideas uh, of acceptance on, on that level, because I see so much, so much pain and suffering in this community just because, you know, they, they fell in love with someone and now that person is transitioning into something else and, you know, they're making it more difficult for everyone and it's all because they don't understand it. You know, I say I'm um, a rarity, but I'm not unique in that being the only person that's married to a no. trans person or anything. And since my book has come out, of course, with social media, that's how you connect with people. Right. And there have been several wives that have connected with me on my Facebook now. And I absolutely love it, you know, that that at least um, I give them somebody to talk to. Right that's having a similar experience. Now, our, our experiences can only be similar. No two are always the same. Right. But at least, and I can only say, this is how I right. handle things. Right. This is what I do, you know, mm-hmm. and go from there. It, it's just really good to provide some people with more people to talk to, because I think in, in this sort of underground culture, which which is still kind of underground, but now peeking above and the media is just eating everything alive but it's really good to actually have some real people involved with a very positive outlook accepting outlook because uh, it's so good to you know reach out and and actually see a smiling face uh one of the things that you found out at southern uh, scc southern comfort uh was that if you just you know approach them hello smiling face suddenly they kind of opened up because everyone's so you know, they're down, they're, they're texting, they're afraid of people, they're not looking up anymore, and they don't even know the opportunities that are in front of them anymore as far as sharing things with people and connecting with people, for real. There have been more than one situation where I've been um, around a trans person, and it's almost like they sometimes live with this glass wall around because um, they're not really sure how they're going to be received. And it's it's hard to get inside that wall sometimes because just by saying hello and, and stuff like that, I'm sure other people say hello, but but they really have to learn right. that um, oh well this person's genuine they exactly. they're really a nice person they want to talk to me <laughs> you know they 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 accept that I am a person. You know. Yes, you have a very good good approach, and it's all about the power of the approach. You just 
Mm-hmm. Got to have that light around you and that smile. And oh, this might this might be someone who I can actually talk to. Is not going to hate me because we are so so outcast in so many different um, cultures. As as I go through all the cultures and see this this outcast feeling from so many people, and and I know it well myself. So it's really good to find someone out there, an ally, an advocate, and you certainly are. So do you have any? plans for the book I, I heard you've been invited to some to appear in some places possibly we've had three or four people say what is your appearance being and i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> just buy me dinner i'll be right there <laughs> yeah exactly yeah buy the ticket to get me there and exactly. i'll be right there yeah. you know that kind of stuff so we're kind of working on those kinds of things and i do want to get out and about and start um just sharing my experiences with people, and um, we're definitely planning on going back to Southern Comfort Conference this year because that was such a wonderful experience with me, and now I can get to take my book, too, and yes. get to see friends that I can't connect with except right. during that one week in a year's time, and so I'm really looking forward to that, and uh, um I'm just hoping that everybody in the world wants to read it and we can travel around and tell the whole world about um, our experiences together. One of the things that I bring out in the book is um, I was totally ignorant, and ignorant just means not educated on a subject, but I was totally ignorant of trans persons. And then I I saw a statistic that said one out of 100 people will fit under the trans umbrella when they're born and I thought well that means 99 out of 100 people don't have the experience and if you don't have the experience you usually don't know anything about it and let's just say that that one person let's say has a mom and dad and they wind up getting married and the aunts and uncles that might know about their experience so let's say that 10% of the people in the world know something about transgender persons mm-hmm. well that still means of the people in the world don't know anything about the transgender experience. And it makes me think about there was a time when the world thought, the people in the world thought the earth was flat. The earth has never been flat. It's always been round. But their truth, their belief was that the earth was flat. Well, 90% of the people in the world today believe that a man is born with a penis, and a woman is born with a vagina. They do not know that some females are born with a penis, and some males are born with a vagina. They right. do not know that yeah. that is the truth. That is. Only it's through the people who have had those experiences. Well, eventually, everybody in, on the earth learned that the earth was round, and they didn't have to travel the earth know that truth. They learned it from other people's experiences. So maybe, just maybe, we can help teach that 90% who are unaware that some females are born with a penis and some males are born with a vagina, that that too is a truth and it doesn't have to be their experience for them to know that it's a truth. Brilliantly put, and I agree 100%. Absolutely. Because I didn't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I knew how I felt, but I didn't know I could be who I was without having any major surgery. And mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know that I could like it either. So mm -hmm. even, and that's, that's a scary thing too, is, is that you could even have this mindset and this, uh, you know, genetic disposition or genetic makeup, we could say, and you don't even know it yourself. So mm -hmm. we need to educate, and you certainly are educating, Alana, and you both are educating, and we thank you for it so much. The book is My Husband Looks Better in Lingerie Than I Do, Damn It, by Bobby Thompson. We can get it at your website, which is... Uh, my husband looks better dot com, and of course it's on Amazon and everything else. Barnes Noble and everything, yeah. And we it's, need to get it in libraries so. and and mm -hmm. buy boxes of it and throw them on people's lawns and <laughs> other such uh, things. Colleges and stuff that have bookstores, yes. they can go through their regular bookstore distributors to get the book. Awesome, amazing, wonderful. And where can we find you? As far as where do we add you? Facebook, Twitter. Okay, yes. Uh, Bobby Alana's spouse is on Facebook, and it's just still Alana's spouse, Bobby, on Twitter. Okay. And I have a Facebook page called Trans Friendly Business Networking, and yes. I have over thirteen hundred um, members on that page, or it's a group. Yes. On that group, and a lot of trans persons are. Um, independent reps for different mm -hmm. companies because of the job situation. Right. So it's a place where you can go and you can put your business information. And I have a directory that I came up with. I couldn't think of any other way mm -hmm. except to make pictures of the web pages and right. add the link. And people can scroll through the directory. I think I have the artist D here, even. Indeed you do, <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that group, like, exploded overnight, it seemed. It did. And that's fantastic. And so many, so many trans businesses or businesses run by or represented by trans people definitely got to go over and add Bobby on Facebook. And you're also on my Facebook. And if anyone's on my Facebook, they can easily find you as, as I'm talking about you often and will cool. very soon. <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> so I must say that I'm thrilled that you got to be the first guest of the first show of season seven. It has been a delight. I'm absolutely thrilled. But as we say in here, here in Kentucky, in the horses, you broke my maiden. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That means the first time a horse wins a race. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, I thank you, Bobby. Thank you. You have been idea. fabulous. You have a lovely evening, afternoon, whatever it may be. I, I will. I and think it's about nap time. <laughs> indeed. Okay. Yeah. Well, after this, everybody needs a nap. <laughs> yep. So go catch that, and we will talk again soon. Okay, cool. Love you much. Love you, too. Bye. And that was Bobby Thompson, author of My Husband Looks Better in Lingerie Than I Do. Damn it. You can get it at myhusbandlooksbetter.com. Find Bobby on Facebook. And I am the artist D. This is the Fabulous D Show, first show of season seven. 
you can find us. You know where you can find us at thefabulousdshow.com, as well as For Culture Radio, right here on For Culture Radio. You may be listening right now. So go to forculture.com for more underground, independent art, unearthing the underground on The Fabulous D Show, always and forever. I thank you for listening. This is The Artist D. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>